prostitution, the world's oldest profession. Illegal in most places in the world, and, like all things related to sex, a taboo subject we rarely discuss. But, in the rural counties of Nevada, where the West is still wild, pay for play is legal. My name is Jim, and for the last 20 years I've been a customer of the legal brothel system in Nevada. From its lavish high-end resort properties, to its small shacks in the middle of nowhere, from its connections to other arms of the sex industry, to the secrets it keeps from the public. I've seen it all, done most of it, and now I'm going to share it all with you. Join my friend Larry and I as we take you Behind the Red Light. Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to Behind the Red Light, your favorite uh, what are we calling this? We are the cleanest sex show on the internet. The cleanest sex show on the internet. You've already heard the voice of our resident pervert, Jim. I'm your key button pusher, Larry. And I do a little bit more than just press the button. Yeah, I prefer pervert in residence. Thank you so much. Oh, what did I call you? I, I, don't, I don't know. It, well, it was probably that. local pervert. And yeah, there's, I, there's one even more probably disgusting than you that absolutely, lives down the Absolutely. That's street. why I don't want to be local pervert. Yeah. That just has images of that guy that was in every neighborhood when we were kids. Oh, with the trench told, coat? That you were told not to go near. Yes. Yeah, I don't want to be that guy. No, no. It, and you're not. You're no. not. You, 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 you're you clearly the most sterile pervert I've ever met Thank in my you. Life. I appreciate that. <laughs> sterile pervert. A resident sterile pervert. We're going straight to hell. Okay. Uh, well, hey, you know, they call me the key button pressure, but I'm the one who's making all the magic happen. Because, you're, so. you're driving the hand basket. Yeah, I'm driving the hand basket. <laughs> So we're gonna get, uh, yeah, we're gonna get started here uh, real quickly. Hopefully, you've had a wonderful week. Um, but we're continuing on a subject path here. We we are, and the this show. Happy New Year, everybody! Oh, it is. It's Happy New Year. Hopefully, yeah. your New Year is going to go great. And because we want to continue off of what we did last week, we're gonna tie it together as kind of our our first show of the year. You know, it's kind of appropriate because normally I spend my my New Year's at strip clubs. That's that is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, may I ask why? Well, because my buddy Stripe and I, who of course is my my fellow pervert, uh, that we we go to all the shows and stuff and, together, and, and, and we we you are now friends with he's yeah. surrogate Larry. Yeah, we've affectionately get... started calling him surrogate Larry because yeah. I don't want to go to those places. But right. Stripe's like, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, he'll hang in there with me. Yeah. No and worries. We eventually need to get Surrogate Larry on the show. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> because Without that would just be good fun. Yeah, but in any case, uh, you know, he and I have, for years, uh, there's a local club around us called Savannah's. Shout out to Savannah's on Hannah. Uh, and we like to go there for New Year's. It's always a good time. Uh, always a lot of fun. And um, what's interesting to me about this is that, and we this is now where we're really going to get in the meat and potatoes of this. We gave you a lot of history on strip yeah. clubs. Last show, but you're not a strip club fan at all. No, no, I, I, I'm not saying that I haven't been to them. Because well, no, that, I'm, I'm, that you know, no, I get that. But uh, just the the, the few times, every time I left, I I didn't feel dirty or mm-hmm. depressed. I just felt like I really didn't want to do that. I mean, it seemed like a good idea at the time, but when I was leaving, it just... Uh... Could it be the clubs that you were in? No. Because, you know, there was... are different ranges. You know, strip clubs range from being real seedy, nasty places to, like, really fun, energetic clubs 
that you know, like like Savannah's I'm mentioning is a gentleman's club for I, sure. I, it's a it, lot of fun. And this is the re- this is one of the reasons why I, I, I personally feel that it's a money pit and mm-hmm. this is just me. Like I go in there and, and then when I leave and I'd, I'd open my wallet and look what's inside and like, yeah, what did I get for the money that I spent in here? Okay, well that's and fair. That's kind of that's kind of where I am. And I, I made the statement last last show, uh, you can't take it home with you. I mean, you spend all that money, you can't take it home with you. But it, well, if I want to be around a woman, mm-hmm. I want to be able to sit down with her. I want to be able to talk with her. I want to be able to hold her hand or something along those lines. Nothing that I have to worry about now because I'm married. Right. I want to do. The married life that I have with my wife, with somebody else, had I not met my wife, gotcha. something along those lines. Because I'm very, uh, uh, I'm a very personal person when it comes to one-on-one uh, passion, communication, emotion. If that makes any sense. Gotcha. Sure. Like I, I'm very, very monogamous. I don't know why. It might be just the way that I was built. Well, you, but even but, even as a young man, you were not a going from person to person type human was it would that be a fair statement no because i I, again when i was a young man uh i tried it uh going from per and i I just felt awful because i felt like i was hurting people in the process like my first serious girlfriend did not end very well the second serious girlfriend i had didn't end very well now this is talking about when i'm a teenager yeah yeah i mean uh, nothing that could be brought back up and, and thrown in my face later because, you know, you're still a kid. You're still trying to figure everything out. And yeah. one thing that I figured out at a very young age was I did not want to be in a relationship where I was treated like crap. I didn't want to be in a relationship where I was cheating on the other person. And I didn't want to be in a relationship where I was being cheated on. I remember the first time I went into a strip club and thinking back now. And this was after – it was shortly after my I, I had uh, my high school girlfriend and I. We all have that high school girlfriend we leave high school with, so to speak. You know what I mean? And and when uh, her and I broke up, that was my, my first year in college, uh, a couple of the guys that I was in, in school you with. You never prepare yourself for your first major heartache. No. Ever. No. And and they their decision was, you know, you need to get out there and you need to go somewhere where you can see titties was their idea. And so we ended up at a strip club. And the reason we ended up at the strip club we were at was because a couple of the girls that we would sit and have lunch with all the time were girls that were putting themselves through school by dancing, and they were insistent that they bring me out there to see them. So, you know, the first trip I'm there in this place, and there's girls that I know, and I'm trying not to look at them because I feel like I shouldn't be looking at them. And they were like insistent that you should. Yeah, I need a lap dance, and I'm like, I am not getting a lap dance with one of the two of you. That's just weird. And mm-hmm. we eat lunch together, and so they had this other girl come over and give me a dance, and I think it had a lot to do with the fact that two of the girls knew me personally. So all of a sudden, this girl felt very comfortable, and the next thing you know, I dated her for nine months. Oh well. So well, there you go. You know, this is how I do feel. <laughs> No, there you 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 did say say one key word that is very prevalent: feeling comfortable. Yeah, you were comfortable in your environment. You were comfortable yeah. with the person that you were with. She was comfortable with you. You had other people who knew you 
as you, mm-hmm. not as the regular customer who comes in and just throws money around. Well, yeah, but what 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 happens then as a result of this is she's going different places working. I'm going with her, and it became something I was very comfortable with. Oh, okay. And when um when that situation came to its end, um, I just kept going, I guess. And then you know it was one of those things. And then a couple of years later, I, I met Stripe. And then we start going together because then we were, you know, we were friends hanging out and having a good time. And that's where we'd go. And it just, you know, over the years, it was just, well, I'm in a new town. I'll go check out a new place. Yeah. And, and I'll check out the local fair. Yeah, if you yeah, will. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, um, you know, over the years, I've had any number of things happen that, that some that shouldn't, some that should. Um, but, you know, I've always had a good time and everything else. When I go out to Vegas, I like going to the Palomino Club. Shout out to the Palomino Club. Great place. Oldest strip club in Vegas, still functioning. Um, it's a great establishment. We're always treated very well when we show up there. Um, you know, it, it's it's a lot of fun. And it, I, I, I enjoy it because uh, nine times out of ten when I'm going, I'm going with a group of friends. Okay. So there is a, um, a socialization aspect of it. Here locally, my, you know, my local haunt... Um, I live very local to you. I'm only a few miles away. Right. But at, there was a period of about five years where the club I'm talking about, Savannah's, I was about three miles from there. And so that became my neighborhood bar to hang out in. Now, we should talk about these entertainment venues because they are mm-hmm. entertainment yeah, venues. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, Savannah's, you, you bring up as a strip club, but it's more than a strip yes. club. Yes, I mean, they will have bands in there. They will have bands um, in there. The UFC events are always playing on the screens in there, so I like to go watch the fights there. There's fight night. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... There's a food menu. You know, their their wings are fantastic. So it's... it. it it's almost as if they took the idea of a strip club or and built around it or took the idea of a venue and built around it and let's see what we could get into. That's the difference between what is a just a strip club and it's a dump and say a gentleman's club. Okay, so Savannah's gentleman's club. Without a doubt. Yeah. Now, have you worked in any dumps? Uh-huh. Okay. So tell us the difference between going to Savannah's and going to a dump. Okay. So we're getting into this. If now. you're going to just a strip club, that's just that. The first, first thing that you're going to notice is that, um, it's pretty bare bones. You know what I mean? It's going to be a stage. There's places to sit. It's a dark, seedy place. There's a bathroom, and you know, and there's uh, uh bouncers and management that are ready to murder you at the very moment. You do something foolish. And there's probably a sign that says BYOB. Yeah, I was going to say, there's probably not a liquor license. Um, there is, It's probably BYOB, if they allow anything at all. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's what you're, you're going to walk into. And I think this is the thing that most people think of when they think of a place that I don't want to go here, really, in a lot of ways. This is, this is pervert central here, you know, for a lot of people. Uh, that said, well, now that said, you're doing shout outs. There was, uh, we, we live near route 22. Yeah. Um, going North. Yeah. And there were a few places on route 22 that 
quantify well, and qualify you know. <laughs> for you know. everything that you're talking about. You know. Now I will say that there are there are middle of the ground middle of the road places. Yeah. I worked at one that was that was pretty middle of the road in the sense that it was not a fancy club by any stretch of the imagination, but um, the owner Mike ran a nice clean ship in there. There was. You know, he wasn't going to allow drugs. He wasn't going to allow prostitution. He wasn't going to allow any of those things to go on in there. Um, Mike would routinely, you know, try to, you know, bring in some other things and do some decent stuff. And he was very community minded. Um, you know, it, it was it was different. It wasn't it wasn't it certainly wasn't Savannah's. It wasn't near that big. But what it did become is it became a hangout for locals because they could be YOB. So what would happen is a lot of the guys would get together and they would go here to drink. So they would come in with a six pack or a 12 pack and the guys would sit there. And again, they're socializing, having a good time, having a few smokes and they're watching the girls and throwing some ones. Okay. And we also should have to quantify that. Ooh, the word quantify is popping up a lot Mm -hmm. these days. (coughs) That um, where that institution was it was right across the street from yeah from another that you're talking about that yeah um, there's a bunch there's of no, truckers went to i was gonna say there's not a bunch of guys going in there to hang out no there are single guys going in there that are there yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that's the yeah you know, again it, it's the the club and the type of club it is draws the type of clientele it draws and we should you know? we and, and we that's should a make... really important no- thing to note because you know the seedier it is the more likelihood there is that things are going, that some chicanery, mm. some brouhaha, a little tomfoolery, yeah, some nonsense. Yeah, any of these things are taking place in there that you don't want taking place, or you probably don't want to be a part of, or if you are, you better make sure that you are inoculated. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and and these two clubs, we are not joking. They are like a stone's throw away from each other. You could throw one rock and hit the other one. Well, one's not open anymore. Well, you could back in yeah, the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it it did sit along a major pipeline for truckers and truck drivers. Yeah. Well, you'll find that there's any number of things that will sit along major pipelines like that. Strip clubs are one of them. Asian massage parlors are another. Oh yeah, the rub and tug. Yeah, which you know we, we, that's a whole other subject yeah, on we'll its own. Get to that later. But, but uh, yeah, those places tend to cater to a lot of traveling men. So we talked about. The more high end, which we're going to call gentlemen's club, yes, because that's that's what they are. They don't just offer the girls. Mm-hmm. It might actually be more of a uh, more of a burlesque if you think about it. It, it in well, a weird type of way, in the sense that they'll bring in acts like we've talked about. Rubber Doll, as she she featured at Savannah's. Um, they can bring in bands. They can bring in a stand up yes. comedian. Yes. They can bring in all these. They can different- do anything that they wanted to do, and in in between sets. Of the other entertainment, the girls will, or if it's a band, the girls will dance while the band is playing. I've seen that. Which is, uh, I have a buddy who played at Savannah's and mm-hmm. said that that was, it wasn't the most bizarre thing, but it, it was probably really, really. It was no, fun. Knowing the guy, uh, yeah, he said, oh, it was fun. We wore suits and we were throwing ones everywhere while they yeah. were going around. The, and- the thing of it is, and I, I will say this, it, it's the more social you make the activity. I think the more fun it becomes for me. Um, Sitting there in a strip club alone is desperate and lonely and unfortunate. And I'm not saying I haven't done that in my life because I have. 
But what I'm saying is that it is it is a far better thing to be in a group of people and enjoying yourself and so forth. And I will also say that the more you do it in a group of people, the less often you tend to do it. Then there you go. Uh, so there is there is a negative aspect to strip clubs, I think, in that respect. In that, I think it I think it offers a very unhealthy spot for lonely men sometimes. Well, that that leads us into the next question. Uh, the kind of people who go to a strip club. I think they're largely lonely, especially the the worse the club is. I think it's largely lonely people, and and what lonely men mostly. And, and what they're trying to get out of the strip club, because clearly, if they wanted to have a little bit more involvement with a woman, they would go to let's if, say a brothel. If I'm being honest, in my less healthier days, it was probably any interaction that you could get. No, okay. Um, that's fair. No, I, I, I mean, you know, that's. I think that honesty is important for our listeners. Uh, yeah, I think in my less healthier days, I think it was just to get whatever interaction I could, and so to a certain degree, I understand those men that we're talking about. Um, I think it's different, and I think it's more sad. The older they get, the more you see that, because it tells you that this individual hasn't dealt with whatever, whatever nonsense is going on in their head, that they've been able to move past. You know this stage or whatever, or they don't know, how, or 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 what happens is it's someone like say yourself who married young, mm -hmm. they've been they were with their their lover. Fifty, sixty, seventy years, that person dies tragically, as we all do, mm. and now here's this guy who is so alone, and his whole life was that one woman, and he couldn't he, he would never dream of, touching anybody else. He would never dream of um, marrying again. He would never dream of any of those things. But what he still craves is some sort of interaction. And that represents a lot of the old men that you see in, in strip clubs. A lot of them. A lot of them never get dances. Hmm. A lot of them never want to touch one of the other girls. A lot of them don't want to do any of that. They just want someone to sit and talk. And they'll pay her to sit there. They'll, they'll tip them while they sit there and talk with them. They just want something that sounds like the drinky girls in uh south korea and yes I, uh, uh, yes where where you will buy them a drink you'll buy yourself a drink and then you're paying this person for the company yeah it's exactly what it is and and it's um you know a lot there's a lot in the media these days about how lonely men are but um i don't think that's a new thing at all. No, it's just been better hit. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we hit it much better in the past. And because we're not hiding anymore, because men have been told, hey, you're allowed to say how you feel, all of a sudden we're realizing just how lonely men are. And, and I it's think, not just loneliness. It's, it's other things like depression, anxiety. Yeah, and, uh, and the mistake that we've made. Emotions. For, yes, the mistake we've made for years is we've suggested that we they all those men have been lumped in as just perverts because they go somewhere like that. But realistically, these are generations of men that were told to man up, right? They were told you didn't talk to anybody about anything. So then they lose that partner, the only partner they had to talk to about anything. They certainly wouldn't think of counseling. Men don't do that. You know, especially men in that age group. Oh, yeah. Right? I know so, guys who – well, it's not just the age group. It's the kind of career path that uh -huh. they chose. Sure. I mean, you know, you're not going to get a construction worker 
or you know somebody who served in the military even though if you have served in the military please go talk to somebody yes please get help um but yeah a construction worker or one of those guys that uh, uh, that that hang off of um, the linemen and things like yeah, that any of these types of things yeah these are these or the are, guy who drives a dump truck yeah and so what ends up happening is these places become quasi therapy places for for men where they go to just have something some type of release uh, some type of communication and I think that's the big thing that the big takeaway from a lot of this discussion about strip clubs should be that the lonely men who go there are not horrible people. You know, a lot, like I said, a lot of them have been the, the, a paramour of husband and father, but that ultimately because of the situation, because of an unfortunate situation where, because all men grow up thinking we're going to die first, mm-hmm. that's the way it is. We're supposed to die first. And for whatever reason, Mother Nature decided differently in their situation. And they're sitting there not knowing what the hell to do with themselves. They really don't. And and they end up at a club like that. And, I mean, there are, they are regulars, man. They're there, they're there to see. The, and, and some of them will – it's their girl. You know, they, yeah. they know that that's the girl they want to talk to. And, that's, and it, that girl's making money hand over fist yeah, off that guy. Yeah, and she probably reminds, uh, reminds him of his wife or whatever – and that's the way it is. And it's um, to some people that's bizarre. But when you've seen it in operation and seen what um, what relief it gives some people, emotionally speaking, it's not a bad thing. It really isn't. It's not a bad thing. Just just the way that the brothels aren't a bad thing. You know, it takes it in a different direction. You know, it's taking it to full service. But again, that's why I've always said it's the gateway drug to the sex yeah. industry, and that some people will take that drug, and they're more than satisfied, and that's all they need. And other people, they want to ratchet it up a little bit, and they move on to the next thing. And that's exa- and that's sort of what I did in a lot of ways. You know, I wanted to go from, well, I, I, yeah, I can find somebody to talk to easily. I can do that in any bar. You know, again, the evolution of a person. Mm-hmm. It's like, now I just want to, I want to get a release, but I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings and do it. So, go to a brothel. Oh, we've uh, we we spoke about the the lonely uh, and, and the men who go there for the entertainment value mm-hmm. and the men who like you know circle up with their friends and then, like, there's, and then there is the pervert. Now yeah. let's let's look in the other because so, you have stories. Oh, good God! And you have met some of these people. Some of the people, yeah. Wow. You know you what? Know. Instead of pointing out, uh, you know, so, and and I, I should stress, it's on both sides. You get it with the men and the girls. The the, the blanket statement that because we, I understand there are some some girls who are working. They, this is this is what God as an example as how an God exa- made them. So they're going to shake and let let's start with let's start with an example. One of the girls. Okay. Because, because this is the one people aren't expecting. I was in a club. I got a lap dance with a girl. We go back, and she at first everything seems normal. And then I realized that she is riding one of my legs and it is it's it's starting to get odd. And I'm like, what the hell is she doing? And before I can before I realize what's going on, I realize that she is literally getting herself off on my thigh. Weird. And I am now going Why? from I am now going from oh this was cool to, to like you, you might have wanted to ask me before you do that. This is what's going through my head, and I'm getting somewhat creeped out in the moment by this because I don't even know this human's name, and they are doing the. And I'm like, uh, 
this is not happening and then it does happen and i realized that the 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 leg on my jeans is damp in a way that it, it really shouldn't be and at this point and i'm thinking to myself i i have another human's juices on yeah, me. Yeah, why would she think that that was and appropriate? I do not know. Was she doing it for you or her? I to this day I'm not 100% certain. It it, it didn't do much for me because although th- that's one of three times I've had that happen. The other two times, I knew the girl pretty well. And it happened sort of organically and naturally and I ended up getting a kiss afterwards. So, it was a lot more intimate than than I would have expected, and I uh, certainly didn't go into the back expecting those those things. No, I bet but, not. But it happened. Um, again, you know, a girl choosing to do that and being that comfortable with you or whatever, there there's got to be some sort of fetish thing going on there or whatever that I'm not familiar with. I again, I don't know how rare this is, but the fact that it's happened to me three times over the years would suggest in different clubs in different places. Mm would suggest to me that that there's something up there uh maybe guys out there can respond to this and you know give their two cents or their things that have happened to them i don't know but um this has happened of course i've been offered everything from full-on sex to this or that or the other you know depending on where i was uh never in a nice place it's always some (laughs) dive but um now when when you were working uh, as a manager for your own club. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, did you have girls who prescribed to that kind of nature? Who No, because, because... Would try to take somebody in the back and try to fleece them for cash? Fleece them for cash? Nah. I mean, we had girls that would that would give lap dances and were very, very good at getting a guy to stick around. Well, I mean, but fleece no, them not... for cash by offering them... No, no. We didn't have any, we didn't have any of the prostitution thing going on because... Uh, number one, uh, Mike had a camera every three feet. Uh, I mean, the owner was very, very... Mike's secure. a smart guy. Yeah, very security-minded. He had a law enforcement background, and he was very much about making sure that everything was on the up and up in there. So there was none of that nonsense. And if we even got a whiff that something like that was going on, the girl was out. I mean, we, w- we wouldn't tolerate that at all. And... Uh, myself anybody that worked in there helping schedule the girls or management or anybody like we all we all guarded mike's property with an iron fist we didn't we didn't allow any chicanery to come in there we didn't want it in there we didn't want that you want to go up the road and do that go right ahead you're not going to do it in here so no pimps nothing like that we weren't going to allow any of that now you did have the occasional customer (coughs) excuse me that would um not listen to the rules. Oh, see, see, now we're talking about my favorite kind of person who goes into these places, the knucklehead. Yeah. I love me a knucklehead because you could learn so much from their knuckleheadiness. One of my one of my favorite occasions, there was we had a, a, a bouncer that were working there, Ray. Ray was God, Ray was probably about six four. And Ray was, you know, as wide as a house. I mean, he was just a big, big He's just a big man. man. Yeah. And these people would get in his face when he'd tell him, you know, to get off, you know, this, this step back from the stage, don't touch the girl, you know, whatever was going on. Were they drunk? Oh, of course. Oh, yes. I, I, there's never been a sober one. Oh, <laughs> they're always okay. drunk. We should pre- reference that. Every knucklehead that we talk about is yeah. usually oh, on they're, something. Oh, they're completely inebriated. Yes. Oh, yeah. And it never failed. Like, they would they'd do something stupid, 
And Ray would walk over and tell him, look, you got to, you know, please. And Ray was a nice guy, you know. Ray didn't want to hit anybody. But invariably, they would get in Ray's face or push him or do something or whatever. If the same thing happened and I had to do something, I'd stand up and I'd start screaming and go nuts. And they'd scatter like roaches. Mm. Now, I'm 5'6 on a good day. And what was funny, so in Ray's this huge man, and Ray would look at me and say, I don't understand why they'll get in my face, but you scream and they run as if a demon is after them. And I'm like, I, I mean, maybe I look like I'm going to kill them. I don't know. Command presence has a lot to do with it. I don't know. I never could figure it out. But, but uh, yeah, poor Ray. He. Well, <laughs> I remember Ray one instance, it got ugly in there. It, Ray, it, and we noticed Ray was sort of like getting surrounded. Does he? So did, I, did Ray get angry, or did he just have the same kind of demeanor? Of when like, when don't Ray, do that, don't do no, that. No, no. Ray would Ray would get excitable, and, and Ray was like, "Look, you're gonna sit out, or you're gonna get out of here." You know. Okay. And it was getting to that, and I could see, and all of a sudden, I'm the DJ looks at me, and I and I gave him the signal to cut the music, and he cut the music, and I stood. I was in what we call a pod, which is this raised desk type area at the front so that it's surrounded by wood, so to speak, and nobody can get back there. We keep the money back there inside. Mm -hmm. And back there was this this uh, uh, baseball bat. So I reached out, I grabbed the baseball bat, and, I st and the music cut, and everyone's like doing one of these deals, looking around. And as I did that, I stood up in the pod, and I, <laughs> I slammed the bat on the desk, and the conversation was over. <laughs> at that point, at that point, uh, Ray took a guy outside, and, and and that was that. And you never saw that guy again. No, that that guy that guy left. He he left very unsatisfied, so to speak. But uh, I had another occasion where a guy was back in the lap dance room, and he grabbed one of the girls by the crotch. Oh, that's always fun. And she pulled away from him, and I walked back, and she's crying, and this this pissed me off. And and he's sitting there like he didn't do anything wrong. And I've got him on camera doing it dead to rights, you know. And uh, I said, hit the road. And he looked at me and said, fuck you. And I looked at him and I said, wrong answer. And I grabbed him right by the nuts. <laughs> and I pulled him up out of the, the thing. And I, it's the only time I've had another man's nuts in my hand. But I, I, had, and I was squeezing. I mean, he was in agony. And I, he went out the door. Well, what was the quickest way to get him out of the door? That was, that was mean... it. That was, that was another occasion where people were looking over like, Holy shit! You know, it was you know, it's, well. Hey. You caught the guy's attention. You, you 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 grabbed him by the one thing that he wanted service. So you gave him oh, what yeah, he wanted. You, you got it, pal. Yeah. Now, granted, he probably would have won it from somebody who not so much facial hair, but well, uh, you know, I mean that that that's on him. You know, but business he, is business. I felt I felt so bad for that girl though. I mean, she was just all she wanted to do was do her job. And this guy just decides to sexually assault her, mm. you know, and it was just sort of like, no, nope, not on my watch. You don't. Did she stick around afterwards? Or did she did. She, she did. Find a new line of work. No, she stuck around. As far as I know, she's still doing it someplace. Oh. You know, she was. Um, unfortunately, she was one of the girls that had a problem. Oh, oh, one of those problems. And um, I didn't know that at the time. I would find that out later. And um, it was really a shame because she was, you know, she was one of those girls you looked at and thought this girl could. I mean, she was so gorgeous. She really could be something. And, you know, she, she threw it all away for whatever she could put up her nose. Oh, it was really it was really kind of sad. I that's the part of it that you see that, you know, there was one that worked with us that actually no two in the, in the year that I was there that died, mm. you know, with an overdose or whatever. And you're just sort of like, how the fuck did that happen? 
you know, and they, these are your your kids. I mean, they're yeah. you know, eighteen to twenty five. You know, and you're just sort of sitting there thinking to yourself, "This is just not, this is just not cool." Well, yeah, you know? stripping is a young person's game. I mean, I it hate is. To, I hate to say it, and I hate to be that kind of person. What happens though, a lot of times, but, is is either they get in because they need the money because they're already a drug addict, or worse, the girl gets in. It's fast money. It's nightlife, and then one of the other girls that's into it says, "Hey." You having trouble staying awake? I got something that'll help with that. Yeah, try this, try this. And then the next thing you know, you know, a girl who may might have had a future, you know, and then there's the pregnancy she didn't plan for and all this other nonsense that falls with it. There is a real dark side to to the stripping world. You even said as a a, like as a sex worker in the brothel system, you can Mm -hmm. retire, and once you retire, there are certain things that you can and cannot do. Sure. In your, sure. Your now with stripping, it's a little different because a lot of times it's so secretive, people don't know. Well, yeah, it's a it's an under the table yeah. type of. But 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 if they catch you, I mean, if they find out, it, the odds are you're not going to be working with children. No. You know, the odds are you're not going to be. You know, there's certain jobs that they're not going to want you for or whatever. But but by and large, with stripping, it's innocuous enough that most of the girls that do get out and get out six. And I know quite a few who have left the business successfully for every negative story there is the, there are really really positive ones there's just one um one of the girls i knew and met and really became really good friends with and, and still am i my gosh she has become so successful professionally in her professional life post dancing well, you know so she there there you go i mean she had no fear of putting it out there so exactly. now she believed in and herself had, and, had, and, and had no fear in pushing and pushing for herself and working for herself and making something amazing out of her life, and she has. And I'm very proud of her for it. I'm proud to know her. And, you know, there's a lot of girls that are like that, too. So those are the ones you hang your hat on and, you you know. I want to close this out uh, by having you tell one of my all-time favorite stories of you working in the uh, working oh. working in the bubble, working in the pod. Uh-oh. And it, it deals with this this gentleman who comes in with 15 minutes left on the clock. Oh, the one that wanted to dance. And the guy is it his blood type or his blood alcohol content was vodka. Yeah, I absolutely. Mean, let's let's talk about this guy because I I I, I want I want, the people need to know. So at a certain point in the evening, you you cut off the dances because you don't want to be there till you know and and keep in mind, we were a club that closed at 5 a.m. So when we've cut off the dances, it's like four forty-five. Right. You know. That's what I mean. You got fifteen yeah. minutes. This clown comes in, and he, he and when he walks in, it's very clear he is completely blotto and everything else, and he wants to dance, and I'm like, the dances are done. You know, we're not we're not taking any more dances. And he becomes belligerent about wanting a dance. And at this point in the evening, you know, I, I had already worked my day job. Yeah, it's not even evening anymore. No. yeah, I had It's already, early morning. I had worked my day job, gone directly from there to the club, worked all night. I have been up for almost 24 hours. I am miserable. I am tired. I am irritated. I am surrounded by smoke that I can't stand. I Oh, I'm, you can smoke in the place? Yeah, you could smoke in there, yeah. Oh. 
and I absolutely hate smoking. I, I, I really, as much as I smoke cigars, I know that sounds bizarre. Every once in a while I have a cigar, but I hate cigarette smoke. I can't stand it. I haven't been around cigarette smoke in I don't know how long. Yeah, I, I just I can't deal with it. And and so by this point in the evening, I'm I'm not I'm not in a good mood as it is. And this guy just keeps pushing it and pushing it. And fi- <laughs> and finally, I started screaming, and it got uh, Mike. <laughs> Mike came to the door of the office, and I'm losing my temper with this son of a bitch. And he's giving me the finger and everything else, and it, it did not go well. How did you remove him from the? Um, I, as I recall correctly, he got grabbed and thrown right off the porch. There was a there was like when you walked out the door, there was like this little porch area. And I was not content to just push him through the door. I went all the way through, and then he kind of took flight. So you threw a man. Well, throw is such a strong word. <laughs> you gave him an assisted flying lesson. I, uh, perhaps. Allegedly. You, you, you wanted to see how far he could make it on his own with your assistance. Let me, let me put it to you this way. He, 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 was, uh, uh, he was shitty in flight. He didn't do well. He he did not. I expected wings to sprout. Maybe he would he would take flight, but no. He landed very unceremoniously on the rocks. So his career as an acrobat came to a swift screeching and, halt. Screeching halt. Screeching halt. There might have been some blood involved. Oh well, wonderful. Because uh, it just it 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 never amazed like it always amazed me that these people are not well not these people but certain individuals. Uh, and it makes you wonder if he would have thought differently if he wasn't full of booze. Well, you know, even if if I'd have had a girl or two that was still dancing at that point, but they were all getting changed to leave. I mean, it wasn't like it was, was the end of the night. Yeah, it wasn't like there was. I mean, I think I had I had three girls that were in the booth. So all the booths were taken at that time. They were going to be taken right up until after five. Actually, the other girls were getting changed because there were no other customers in the place. It's like, dude, I don't even have a girl to give you. You know, I don't have a place to put you. And I was trying to explain this, and he just he he wasn't he wasn't getting it. Come back tonight. Yeah, and 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 he was um, yeah. So I had to um, very gently ask him to leave. You removed him from his place of business. I, I well, it wasn't his place of business, but uh, I well, did his business him. was trying to get a dance, and his business failed. He failed miserably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He he ended up uh, he ended up leaving. Well, folks, we don't want to fail miserably, and we want to thank all of you for listening to us. And if you want to get a hold of us and ask us any sort of questions, comments, concerns, either via discreetly or you have a question that you would like for us to read over the air, or you're a religious nut and you want to tell us how much you hate us and hope we die you can find us at behind the red light 702 at gmail.com and you can tell us everything you want to tell us about us discreetly however but but remember if you're a jerk we're going to expose you yes because we have that prerogative Mm -hmm. and you were dumb enough to leave your proper name absolutely now if you want to be friendly and part of a community of really helpful people who are just looking for you know Friendship, I guess it is a com- camaraderie. Yes, or... companionship. Well, not companionship in that way. No, that's what the brothels not. are for. Yeah. Uh, but if you just if you want to hang, you want to hang out with the big boys, no problem. You just go to behind the red light on uh, on the book of faces. There, you like us, join us in conversation. Don't worry, we don't bite, we only nibble.
Then there you go. Mm-hmm. Now you have a very we we have a very very special announcement to make on this show. Oh oh yes we do. Our next one. Our next show. Um, unlike previous shows, this is our twenty first show. Yes, and because the show has turned twenty one, mm-hmm. we are going to be taking a deep dive, a multi part, mm-hmm. not like the 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 part one, part twos that we've no, been no, doing. No, 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 no. We're gonna we're gonna take a long, hard look at the chicken ranch, and we're going to discuss how the chicken ranch opened, who ran the chicken ranch, where the chicken ranch sits today, versus and, where it started, versus where it started, and. And I guess we're going to do a celebration of the... Of all things Chicken Ranch. Of all things Chicken Ranch. Yes. And and, and now I'm hungry. Yeah, me too. All right. So um, with the, I'm Larry. That's Jim. That's Jim. I'm Larry. We want to thank you all very much for uh, enjoying us. Yes, in, you, in have a, you have millions upon millions of entertainment options. We are so happy that you've chosen us. Thank you so much. We love you. And on that note, uh, we will talk to you next week. See you then. Goodbye.